Hello. Welcome to Another Finger. This is a podcast about taking the lessons of mindful awareness off of the cushion and applying them to our daily lives. More directly, this is a podcast about pointing out ways of living mindfully day to day and moment to moment. Again, I urge you to begin a daily meditation practice as these deliberate moments of mindfulness will eventually work their way into your daily life. With a meditation practice, we are practicing mindfulness, which brings clarity and peace. We can gain insights into our lives and minds when we are still. Only when still does the water become clear. There is a memorable line from the Tao Te Ching which says, Those who know, don't talk. Those who talk, don't know. When I first read these lines, I didn't understand them. In fact, I took them somewhat personally as someone who talks. But now, I understand. I talk exactly because I don't know. Communication is one of the many ways we have to gain understanding. So I begin this episode with the admission that I don't know. According to the Tao Te Ching, quote, The ancient masters didn't try to educate people, but kindly taught them to not know. When they think that they know the answers... People are difficult to guide. When they know that they don't know, people can find their own way. So it is in this spirit that I will approach this topic. I will put it all aside, that which I think I know, because, quote, not knowing is true knowledge. Presuming to know is a disease. First, Realize that you are sick. Then you can move toward health. The master is her own physician. She has healed herself of all knowing. Thus, she is truly whole. What is it that we can actually know? What is it that we are absolutely certain about? This is the definition of knowledge. To start from a beginning, we can be certain that the sun will rise at a particular time of day, depending on where we are. Yet this is only partly true. The sun just is. The rising and setting of the sun are illusions based on the orbit and rotation of the earth. So one might say that we have knowledge of orbits and rotations which create these constant illusions, which we can call knowledge. But from what perspective are we speaking? Yes, it is true that the sun will emerge yet again tomorrow morning, as predicted. And that amount of knowledge is very useful. But it is provisional. It is subject to change depending on one's literal point of view. To us on Earth, the only evidence we see of a rotating planet is the consistent cycles of the sun and moon and stars. It actually appears that these things rotate around us, which was once the common belief, 
probably considered knowledge or fact of the time. Yet with a view some distance from the earth, we can see that this is not the case. Now there is also the microscopic perspective which shows that we are not what we appear to be in the mirror, that is, a mass of flesh and bones and blood. We are mostly space, emptiness, from this perspective. I could ask you what you know of yourself, and you might give me your name, age, gender, or social status, but none of this is the essential you. These are things about you, mostly things which have happened to you. There is almost no way to describe yourself without describing your environment. So where does the you begin? If we could truly understand our connection to our environment and realize our reliance on it, I wonder how we'd act differently. Most of what we do, we have no knowledge of how it is done. Even a voluntary action. How do you move your hand? How do you breathe? How do you digest food and get the nutrients where they need to go? These are all things that just happen. Depending on our field of study, we may have a good idea of how these processes occur, but we do not know how to do this personally within ourselves. The body's intelligence takes care of all of this on its own. We don't even know where our next thought will come from, yet we may begin to understand how our minds work depending on certain conditions, and we may even begin to understand how others work. But we need to be careful with what we think we know, because we truly know so very little. We can hardly predict what will pop into our minds next. So how are we to claim to know another's mind? This not knowing is the basis for an attitude of non-judgment. With distance, that is perspective, time, or information, we will always have a different reaction than that of our automatic conditioned response to any situation. This is one thing we find in meditation practice, the ability to create distance. We know little to nothing about all of what is going on around us at any given moment. It is natural for us to want to make sense of the world. Just spend some time with a curious child and you'll see this natural tendency. Our desire for knowledge may take us further from the eternal Tao, that which cannot be named. Perhaps this is because we begin to divide and categorize and label everything we see. We then create self and other, believing that we are separate. Again to quote Lao Tzu, When you have names and forms, know that they are provisional. When you have institutions, know where their functions should end. Knowing when to stop, you can avoid any danger. Often what we learn informs our opinions which we then cling to and use these opinions to identify ourselves. 
It is at this moment that information or knowledge can become a hindrance. It can become solidified if we define ourselves by these opinions. We can feel that we are being personally attacked when our unshakable opinions are questioned. This is a form of rigidity which is sure to become brittle and crack. This is the opposite of the flow state which we discussed in the Big Dance episode. This stiffness is a precursor to death. Death of mind, of spirit, and of body. This may explain the section of the Tao Te Ching which says, quote, In the pursuit of knowledge, every day something is added. In the practice of the Tao, every day something is dropped. If we are practicing the Tao, we let things go. Opinions, reactions, names, labels, divisions, categories, and dissections are ultimately meaningless and subject to change. These things are layers and layers of heaviness which we have allowed to cloak our true nature. If we shed them one layer after the other, we may find the essential self buried underneath. We may even find that the essential self is no self at all, but that it is all that is, beyond form. This mentality of not knowing places us in a realm of openness and wonder. I am not saying that we should not receive information, for knowing certain things can help us to survive and to live well. Indeed, it's okay to know what you know experientially. That is, if you know that that which you know is your specific experiential knowledge, knowing that your experienced life will always change, and thus the knowledge of your experience. Again, to quote from the Tao Te Ching, If you realize that all things change, there is nothing you will try to hold on to. If you aren't afraid of dying, there is nothing you can't achieve. There it is, the one thing that we can know for certain. Everything changes. We can choose to be afraid of that, or we can realize that this fact is what makes all things possible. Thank you for joining me yet again. If you find this podcast useful in any way, please subscribe and share. Also consider rating and or reviewing as this will help others find us. All quotes in this episode are taken from Stephen Mitchell's translation of the Tao Te Ching by Lao Tzu. This book has been a huge influence in my life and has informed much of this podcast. I will continue to draw from it in episodes to come. I encourage you to read it slowly and sit with it. It's quite short and can easily be read in a single sitting, but to borrow an analogy from Halil Gibran, it, quote, Walks not upon a line, neither does it grow like a reed. It unfolds itself like a lotus of countless petals. 
Thanks again. Until next time, enjoy.